for the first time ever in the history of our live shows, ladies and gentlemen, playing us in live tonight with their hit song, Face to Face. Please welcome Shell Shack. Hello, Brooklyn, New York. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one name. No, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. Rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you. You'll get to know me, and we'll go walking. You'll get to talking. The sun will be glistening. You'll know I'm listening when I hear you say face to face. Easy, kiss me. Buy a smoke root beer float Take a ride on a banana boat Admire the sunset Return the fish that we catch You'll teach me the ocean And I'll teach you to love again Sailing together Two birds of a feather around I'll hear you say Face to face Easy Yes, be face to face. We'll build a family, building lots of memories, and grow old together. What could be better? We'll keep playing shows from Brooklyn out to Old Frisco. What could be better to grow old together? I'll hear you say face to face, easy, kiss me, face to face, just take it easy. Shag, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. Very excited to bring you our first show from the Beautiful Anonymous event we held a couple months back, back in Brooklyn. Man, was it a fun time. Everybody showed up, past callers, people who have been listening to the show for years, everyone getting to know each other, all kinds of events. It was a great time. And of course, we did some live calls as part of that. And I'll tell you this call, it fits a mold and then it breaks the mold because I always love when people have very specific professions and they call up and tell us about them. And this caller tells us about being a wedding planner. And there's so many questions about that. And I, I talk a little bit about what my wedding was like and we get, and then, and then this wedding planner tells us the story of something that happened during a wedding that is so shocking and I hate to giggle, but it's one of these things where you go, that's so dark and so unexpected that what else can I do except laugh in shock? And we talk all about it. And we talk about a lot of other things. And it's a really good call. And I'm happy that I got to take this call while being right there in the room 
with some of the biggest fans of this show. Thank you all. So much love to all of you. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Caller, hello. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Going well. It's so good to talk to you. It's really good to talk to you. You're here with me and a whole bunch of very yeah. kind people in Brooklyn, New York at the first ever Beautiful Cononymous. Wow, that's, that's exciting. It's a privilege. I, I love the podcast, love the show, and happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm psyched you're here. Psyched you're here. I've got a good manic yeah, energy going. Thank you. Yeah, I almost awesome. missed the show tonight. I got, st I fell asleep. I took a New Jersey transit train in because, you know, I've you done did. well in my career, but I still take the trains and I fell asleep and then I woke up and the train just wasn't moving and I looked at the clock and I said, oh no. So yeah. a lot of the people here tonight watched me like run in in a panic and then sadly come back yeah. out for a Diet Coke at the bar. They all saw it. <laughs> we heard the train was, was late. <laughs> I'm glad the, the gossip reason, hit huh? the streets. Yeah, of course. Good old Twitter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, how are you? What's going on? What's up? Doing well, doing well. Well, um, I was talking to Anita and telling her about my years of being a wedding planner. Now, this was my dream job for a good while before I took it, and I spent over 12 years in this industry, and I have a few of a few really good stories, okay. but one I thought that I would share with you, if that's okay. I don't know. I'm all. What ears. do you think? Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All Imagine right. if I was like, nah. Okay. What else do you got? Yeah, all I of know. a sudden, that after seven a... years, I was like, Meh. no, that yeah, sounds. But... I bet you've seen a lot yeah. of humanity right Thank up you. close. I sure have. Lots of uh, you know family dynamics that play into weddings and. Lots of, you know, drama, uh, but just really, really beautiful people that just want to get married and their families support them. And we, you know, we did our best. My company did our best to make it just the best day and the best uh, beginning to their marriage. Uh, I met this bride in the spring. She wanted a winter wedding. So we started planning found her a really great venue uh, within the same county and visited that venue a couple times to make plans. And I met with the venue owner. He was a really good guy, just very like professional uh, stand-up guy. And uh, we made some plans. Uh, he had plenty of weddings during that year. And, uh, you know, November came and we were four weeks out from the wedding. We met again. It's just good guy. We made some plans for wedding day. And, uh, so that, that December snowy day was her wedding. Uh, we showed up at the venue, me and my team, uh, to meet the venue owner. Uh, it was about nine o'clock in the morning and he was late over an hour late to get us into this, to, to his venue. When you kept and when he showed up, I could tell. When you kept reiterating yeah, what a good guy he was, I had a sense this was not going to go well. You, you have a sense, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I usually can read him pretty well, but we got in the venue. He was a little bit disheveled that day, not quite himself, but still accommodating. We got in, 
this this wedding was beautiful. Five shades of flowers. We had linens, uh, arches, all kinds of beautiful decor. So for hours and hours, we and my my team and I we set to work to make this room beautiful. And uh, the first little odd thing that I saw was this venue owner uh, coming up up the stairs again and again, and he's carrying some cleaning products and buckets and just continually doing this for hours. So I'm tying bows on the back of chairs and arranging fresh flowers and putting up the catering tables. And this guy for hours was just doing the same thing. Oh, I'm intrigued. If I, Cause I'm like, when he keeps going downstairs and coming upstairs, I'm instantly thinking cocaine, but <laughs> the fact that he's carrying mm-hmm. lots of cleaning products, I'm going not cocaine. Yeah. No, I mean, I wish it was just cocaine. Wow, okay. Um, That's a tease. That's what we call a tease in the business. (laughs) At this time, you know, my focus was on this wedding. I lost sight of this venue owner for a few hours (laughs) and um, didn't get to talk to him that night. The wedding went off. Great. Uh, We had a big party. The family was happy. The bride and groom went off. Um, and the next day was when I found um, a phone call from the police department wanted to ans- ans- ask me some questions. I was going to say and, dead uh, body, but I didn't want to go there too soon. <laughs> You didn't. I, I mean, we're I only didn't six either. minutes in. I, you didn't either, did you just yeah. say? It was a fucking dead body. I didn't part. either. Sorry, Sally. It was a dead body? You're right, Chris. You're right. Is that a joke? Or is it for real? Was it a murder? I think it might have been a murder. Okay, we're all going to find out together when we get back. Thanks again to our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. It was a fucking dead body. I didn't part. Sorry, Sally. It was a dead body? You're right, Chris. You're right. Uh, this venue owner had committed a murder, and the reason why he was late was he was driving the body 80 miles away. He stopped at a nearby Walmart to buy a white shower curtain so he could hide said body came back to meet me at the venue was cleaning up the murder scene all day while we set up a wedding. And this bride got married there. And then the news broke. The venue owner was arrested and has since been convicted of murder and is serving a life sentence. Caller, well done. Well done. Way to, way to shoot your shot. You made us wait for a little bit, but it was worth the wait. So, so I need yeah, some... Yeah, yeah. You knew what you yeah. were up to. I, uh, well, I need some logistical... Um, okay, so... Go for he, it. He kept, he kept leaving to deal with the dead body, but was the dead body in the wedding venue? No, he had left... He, he had... Well, that is... He left that morning to take care of the dead body. 
he was cleaning up the the bloody murder scene during the wedding setup and during the wedding. So it wasn't so that the, far the, away. Uh, Oh, no, it was at the venue, in the basement of the venue. Oh, so is he, where did, this murder he killed a person place. at the wedding venue? He killed the person at the wedding venue, was cleaning it up. In fact, he was taking out the bloody carpet right before the bride and groom walked down the aisle. He okay. carried that, that roll of carpet out to his dumpster. I remember seeing him out there. And right when the bride and groom was about to, to walk down the aisle. Now, I'll just say this. A person died. There's nothing funny about that. That being said, I've already no, been no, laughing pretty no. hard. It's born out of shock. I do want to say my sympathies to the deceased. And there might be somebody who listens to this who's like, I know this story. It happened in my town. Or I knew the family. And yes, it's a very mm-hmm, bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I have all, uh, 51 minutes... And there's no way I'm not going to ask more questions. And at times I will have to laugh Tell out me. of nerves. So, so did you get the full scoop on, on what the murder was about? Disgruntled employee. And this venue owner thought if he took him out, he wouldn't have to pay his last paycheck or whatever money he was owed. And, uh, I guess it was a trusted worker, uh, like employee of his, and this venue owner just didn't want to pay him. Wow. Uh, the, the venue owner, he, he said it was self-defense, but there was no evidence of, of any kind of uh, like fight or resistance or anything like that. Yeah, and if it's self-defense, so it, you don't go through like a Mrs. Doubtfire-esque comedy of errors no. trying to dispose of evidence while a wedding's happening. You call no, the police and no. you say, someone tried to kill me and then I had to kill them and it's the worst thing that ever happened. You're not like appearing at the top of the steps all sweaty with like blood on your tie and like someone looks at you and you're like, no, it's cocktail you sauce. Like that, you're not, you don't go I, through that. I agree, I agree. I mean, I'm pretty normal. I, you're semi-normal. I, I mean, I've watched, I've listened to the podcast for a few months now. So, but I would agree that that's how a normal person would react. So, Definitely. No. You can vouch. The normal people wouldn't work. react that way. I can speak for the semi-normal <laughs> among us. We wouldn't react but, that way either. You don't have yeah. to be abnormal but to react that thing. way. But here's the thing. This guy, you know, ran his business. He yeah. was professional. Can I just pause he, and ask you why you think I'm just, semi-normal? Can I just ask what exactly <laughs> that referred to? I'm not well, mad. I think, no, I mean, what I mean by that is, I get I it. Never mind. It's, who am I kidding? You, I know what you, you mean. don't need an explanation. Yeah, no. Uh, you, you have, yeah, you're creative. You, you're cool. You have a different uh, take on things, Chris. And that's why we enjoy it. <laughs> Good. So I'm glad we cleared that up. So tell me more about this brutal <laughs> murder. Not like, you, did not, you did not need me to say that. No, I was just um, kidding. I was you know, just kidding. The, the bru- I know. That as the days rolled out, the bride, I mean, a lot, a lot of emotion from the bride as if the, that ruined her wedding day. And I can see how that would have put a damper on it. But, you know, she wanted a discount from the venue owner. And, uh, Wait, they asked for a discount uh, from un- the murderer? Yeah. Yeah. He was <laughs> unavailable to give discount. So, um, yeah, it... it do they like go and try to he visit him have, at the jail? And he's like, I got bigger fish to fry right now. Maybe, 
maybe give you 20% off your next event, possibly. Wow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That was my most sensational moment as a wedding planner. Absolutely. Can I the cake. Do you remember what their yeah. wedding song was, what their first dance was to? Oh, I wish I could. I bet I have that on a spreadsheet somewhere. I'm going to have to look that up someday, Chris. Please do follow up his. <laughs> I there's will. There's so many fun I options. will. What would be some good ones? Ooh, if only. I want to hear from the crowd. If you guys uh, have good options on what the wedding song should be, I want to know. <laughs> also, oh my goodness, too. It's like, I have, oh no, I shouldn't make jokes about it. But there's also a part of me that's like, was there somebody who was just like, hey, my steak knife's gone. Like there's just like people <laughs> all over this wedding that are like, I need more cutlery. Oh, yeah. Um, Amy in the crowd wants to ask if they're still married. They are still married. They're That's going great. on, let's see. I think it's been nine years. Um, Carrie says, did the bride and groom change their wedding hashtag afterward? <laughs> I hope so. Ben I, I know the groom, the groom had much, he had a, a better sense of humor than the bride. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, that is the, the jokes, cliche, yeah. right? Um, that, you know, yeah. a bride's going to overreact to a murder on her wedding day. We've all heard that old cliche. <laughs> ben says those right. wedding venue owners sure make a killing. <laughs> um, Kimberly Scott yeah. is crushing it. Kimberly Scott just said something old, something new, someone murdered, something blue. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> These are good. Loey says literally fuck capitalism. Just that over one goddamn paycheck. That was all right. Kimberly Scott also yeah. said we were all hoping for a good call, but goddamn a murder wedding. Sorry, I mean they let me through, Chris. What can I say? Anita knows them when they when she sees them. <laughs> anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm loving. So uh, then, do you like yeah. um? Is that something when you're like interviewing new couples, when new couples hear that you're good, do you drop the murder story mm -hmm. on them or do you just let that one go by the you wayside? You know, I, I just let that go by. I, I, there, was a, there were a couple of brides in, in, in my career that complained about the most minuscule, ridiculous things. And there were a couple of times I wanted to bring up, well, let me tell you about this bride. You think it's bad that you left your bouquet at the at home, or you think it's bad that your ties don't match your bridal your bridesmaid dresses? Well, that's okay. Did your cake fall over? Yeah, that sucks. At but least let me no tell you about murdered. this. Yeah. At least no one got murdered. No, I mean it. It really isn't in my uh, resume, Chris. That's why you know it's anonymous. I left the wedding industry. You did. So I can talk we'll about it now, but you know. Now we're it getting was a some suggestions. Rough. Luke says that they, <laughs> the wedding song should have been Every Breath You Take. <laughs> ben suggests Staying Alive. No way. Casey <laughs> suggests I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> we got Miss Murder by <laughs> AFI out there. We got um, can, the ven oh, can the Venue oh, Still Be man. Rented? People want to know, can you still rent that venue? You know, Maybe for the, like a the, goth the venue closed. The it venue did. did close. I bet There it did. was talk about doing a uh, Halloween 
uh, event center. But I think that I never thought, I, I didn't think that ever got off the ground. <laughs> yeah. One person was like, this seems tasteless. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, one, one thing to note, this, this venue was uh, not even 20 yards from the police department. I have read that. This um, all has. I have read that mm-hmm. there is a phenomenon where a lot of the most crime-prone areas are close to police stations. I, I, I've read that. Is that true? Apparently. So wow. Chelsea asked a question that I think is interesting and helps us move on from the murder because I'm sure there's more to say. Okay. How? Okay. How? Because uh, you said you were in the wedding business for 13 years. Yeah. So how how good are your yeah. instincts as far as when you know like this is a no go with this couple? Like I'm meeting them, can't do it. How quick do you know? Ooh. there's been a there's been a few couples where I immediately. Thought this wedding, this this wedding is going to be a pain in the ass. But also, this marriage is not lasting a year. And you I can tell that. Been true. And really, it, well, really, it's about how they treat each other. You know, in just the, the minor stressful moments that they've had thus far as a, and as, as an engaged couple. You know, budgets, uh, in laws. Uh, those are all things that will happen within marriage. And if they can't even plan one single event. Um, I'm not saying it's doomed, but there, like I said, there's been four or five couples in my career where I thought if they stay married for five years, I will be shocked. And they usually divorce within a, a little while. Do you follow uh, there up? There are other couples. Well, I like to stay in touch. I, I really did like to stay in touch with my brides, but I would get a fair amount of like birth announcements down the road. They, oh, were, they were friends. Um, but I would often see them locally or there, ha- there were a couple of brides that I, that hired me for their second wedding. So I think that's, that's how wow. I was good at what I did. Yeah. I, I really did, uh, appreciate when they would use me again for a second wedding. It was always kind of a joke, but, um, how does you that know, conversation you go? Well, it's usually a phone call. Hey, do you remember me? And then I usually do after a couple little, you know, prompts. And, uh, and then I think, wow, do I want to do this again? But, you know, usually things worked out well if they're calling me. But there were times where, you know, a really great wedding would happen and I feel like everything went well and then the review comes and, you know, it's terrible. But they say nothing during the time of, of wedding planning, but uh, it's it's usually because they have an idea in their head of how it should go, but they can't convey that, or they're planning their wedding on Pinterest, but they can't afford it, mm-hmm. so they're left just being disappointed mm-hmm. in something that was never going to happen anyway. Now, can I describe my wedding to you, and you can tell me? Yes, please do. <laughs> Chris, do, oh. and I know who you married, so this will be good. That was more aggressive than you thought it sounded. That sounded more aggressive than you thought. No, well, I'm very fascinated because I want to tell you the circumstance because I got married 2014. I want to tell you the circumstances and you can tell me where all the mistakes begin, okay? Um, 2014. Okay, this is a good year because I was in the thick of everything. uh Uh-huh. So we... Um, And I'll, I'll know the trends. Now, what... Can you tell me what state... I know this is anonymous, 
but can you tell me what state you got married in? I got married in New York State. Okay. I rented, um, or we rented, a summer camp, which I think has become a popular thing. 2014, You Can Vouch was sort of at the beginning of that trend, yeah? Yeah. Three... An earthy, rustic. Mm-hmm. Two nights, three days, 200 people, no wedding planner. The summer camp had never <laughs> held a wedding before. <laughs> this is my favorite type of wedding, to use a venue that is not typically a wedding venue. And there's some, you know, there's some, uh, usually some issues, sometimes like with tables, chairs, logistics. Um, yes, we had all of those sounds issues. amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and how, I mean, how do you think your guests, how do you think your guests felt about it? I think how did the, they, how was their experience? Well, I'm going to tell you another thing and I'm going to ask if you uh, okay. could give me what advice you would have offered because, and I, I want to be very, very clear about this. Everyone was cool with each other. We were all good. But so it was a Jewish summer camp. Um, my wife is not okay. Jewish and I'm not Jewish. I grew up with, a, I went to a school, my elementary school, a lot of Jewish kids grew up. I'm down with everyone. I think if you listen to the show, you know, I'm happy to be hanging out with anybody anytime. Rented from this yeah. nice younger guy. Yeah. He was really psyched to rent it to us. He's like, this is going to be great. After maybe like a month or so after we signed the contract, he calls us. He goes, so there's just a little bit of an issue. We said, what? And he goes, so our kitchen is kosher. And I figured that since you guys aren't oh. Jewish, it wasn't going to be an issue. But there was like a board of directors of the camp and they were going over all the events and the different things that were camp events and different rentals. And they said, we're having this wedding. And the board of directors has said that you have to maintain very strict kosher rules for your wedding. Ooh. And I, I was said, you know, I'm vaguely aware of some of the kosher rules, but what are the ones that are going to affect us? And he said, well, um, none of the appliances in the kitchen can be operate. You're getting married on the Saturday Nothing. A number of Jewish people in the crowd all just started laughing because they see where this is going. He said, we cannot turn on any of the appliances in the kitchen until after sundown on your wedding day. We got married in, in late August. So, you know, the sun goes down at okay. what, 10.30 p.m.? Later like, that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. I had a meeting with a rabbi before my wedding, before my non-religious wedding. We explained all the this kosher laws. amazing. And then they, uh -huh. it, it's funny because I was asking for advice from friends of mine who grew up um, Orthodox and, and who really practice. And I was like, how can I, you know, help navigate it? One friend of mine, he said to me, what you should do is you should get a Shabbos goy. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, you know, like in Orthodox communities, there's sometimes people where like, if you live in an elevator building, maybe you grab a Christian friend to push the elevator building so you can still use the elevator. Yes. And I called the guy who owns the camp and I was like, I got a solution, man. We'll just get a Shabbos goy. And he was like, I don't know what that is. And like quickly got off the phone. And then my buddy was like, you shouldn't have said that to him. Like I said that to you pretty cash. You shouldn't be tossing around the phrase Shabbos goy to a guy who works at a pretty conservative sounding Jewish facility. I was like, you should have told me I was going to offend him. So that was not good. Oh, no. We had to get a type of wine oh. called Mavushal wine. Has anyone here ever heard of Mavushal okay. wine? So you grew up, you can vouch for me. This wine is, what I came to understand, it was so many years ago, apparently there's a custom in the kosher faith that 
um, non-Jewish people shouldn't be handling wine because back in the day it could be used in pagan ceremonies. So this is a specially prepared wine that's boiled um, and prepared in a way. But by all accounts, it's not the best. Um, and we were also told, I, I was telling a friend of mine all these things I was filled in on, and he said, uh, I told him that the rabbi told us that if there was um, a salad with cheese on it and a fly landed on the salad, they would have to throw out all the salad because that is mixing meat oh. and dairy. And my buddy just looked at me and he's like, dude, you got, you're dealing with lettuce checkers. And I was like, is that a thing? He's like, that's what I call them, lettuce. They check the lettuce if a fly lands on it. So how would you navigate a situation if I was to call you up and say, uh. so I rented a camp, 200 people, um, my wife and I aren't Jewish. We're trying to be extremely respectful of kosher law. We're not totally sure how to navigate all of this. Venues never held a wedding. What's the advice you go into as a professional? You hire Jewish caterers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, man. This Put is on a your tough professional one. Hat. Put on your professional uh, hat here. Walk me through this. I'll also let you know, when the guests you. started arriving, the first cars pulled up, I personally was in a tree hanging lights. I had climbed a tree. And I was like, that's my <laughs> aunt and uncle. Oh, God. That's how, that's how slapdash uh, things were. Oh, you're going to need plenty of wine, more wine than you, than you think, to keep those guests happy all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, change your wedding. I don't know, have a sunset ceremony okay uh, I like this we're starting to get where we got <laughs> you prepare food off-site and bring it in already prepared we did something close to that there was a whole bunch of food that was prepared early that was served outdoors out of the uh-huh. facility i like it you're inching yeah, towards all of our yeah. solutions yep yep yeah what else did they i guess you'd have to have people watching over that food and be like plenty of fly tape hanging up so you don't have any flies landing. <laughs> the fly in thing was never an issue. I don't think any, they told us that. I don't think anybody was oh, actually good. We got married outside. Oh, man. We had a whole bunch of food prepared earlier in the day. That was the outdoor uh-huh, cocktail hour. Uh-huh. And the, it right, was, it right. was so adorable. All the people in the kitchen, it was like a NASCAR pit crew. Like when you know the car pulls in and they're like, get the yeah. as soon as the sun went down they were like go time and it was just like mm-hmm. wedding was on mm-hmm. and they stepped up and yeah. it was awesome and also my wife entered our wedding on a zip line and it was fucking cool <laughs> let's pause there I think you guys have probably noticed throughout the show's history that I think my wife is cool I really do anyway we're gonna pause right there for some ads I'll be right back Okay, that's it. That's all the ads. Let's finish off the phone call. As soon as the sun went down, they were like, go time. And it was just like mm-hmm, wedding was on. Mm-hmm. And they stepped up and yeah. it was awesome. And also my wife entered our wedding on a zip line and it was fucking cool. Are you? Oh, that is amazing. Anyway. I love stuff like that. That was the best. The, the best brides and grooms were just willing to, you know, just... Take the uh, curves, the curveballs that come, you know, rainstorms and wind and uh, drunken bridesmaids and groomsmen and forgotten pillows and, 
you know, you just have to roll with it because that is life. And that was the best bride and grooms that I worked with were, were, were of that caliber. Just knowing it's just one day in their life, but that, that things are going to happen. And sometimes things, even a murder, will make it more memorable. But zip lines sound better. Eliana's asking if you've ever seen a runaway bride or groom situation. I've had many in my career. Many? Uh, yeah, I've had, I think it was six times someone called off the wedding. Day of? Now, most of them were called off the night before. I think before. four out of the six were called off the night before. Uh, two, two brides, two grooms the night before, but the two on the day of were both grooms that just did not show up to the venue and then called their mommies. And so their moms had to come and whisper to me. And then I go find the bride, find the bride's mom. You have to do it. Let them. Well, it's what they, they pay me for to handle any of those little mishaps during the wedding. Those little mishaps. Well, Damn. do you think the groom's mom wants to come talk to the bride's mom? Nobody no. does. But for you to just be like, that's why they no. pay me to handle the little mishaps. No. I'm like, oh, I would trust you in a oh. hostage negotiation with that attitude. <laughs> you like John McClane and Die Hard oh. on that one. Mm-hmm. Little mishaps. Oh, yeah. Non-emotional. Just coming over with a plan. This is, what, this is what's happening. This is what we can do. Here are some ideas. Uh, I'll give you a minute and then I'll come back and we'll figure out what to do about guests and food and booze and transportation. And in that, those, that's, that in, was not my favorite part. Of, no, I'm sure of my, of my it's, job. You know, it, it's a sensational it part for us to all go, Ooh, but I imagine a lot of pain for you. I do have to ask with the two that you saw where it was day of, are they just like called off everybody go home or is there anybody that's like, screw this. We're having a party. So the two that were day of, no, they pieced out. They, they wanted everyone to leave. We donated food to a food bank. Uh, they left all their gifts there for, uh, I think the groom's parents had to take care of that. I remember lim- them loading them in their truck. But um, one of the brides the night before decided to still have her wedding. Because, you know, at this point, there's no refund. The venue's not going to give you a refund. You've already bought the booze, the caterers. You're at the point of no return. You can't get your money back. And this bride invited, she probably doubled the guest list to come. They had really? a band. They, they, she carried on. She wasn't there the whole time, but she was a pretty good sport about it. Got pretty freaking drunk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, she handled it well. She gave a speech. Um, and... She was actually pretty kind-hearted to her groom, but called him a chicken shit. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> taking it easy at the end of the day. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody object? Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody actually object at a wedding? Never. Never. I've never seen that. That's I've good. seen plenty of grooms cry as soon as they see their beautiful bride. I've seen a couple of brides' dads cry because he didn't, they didn't want their girls to get married. I've seen, I've seen bridesmaids fight. I've seen one of the, one of my weddings I had to, so bride, 
bride's parents were divorced and had restraining orders against each other. So our wedding planning had, had to happen in a pretty large room, larger than my office. And it was the bride, her parents, his mom, her mom, the groom, his mom, and a court mediator, someone from the court, like a, a bailiff or something that could handle um, them being in the same room. It had to basically, they needed a, a, a babysitter that was uh, court appointed. And that wedding planning was hell. I've never wanted to tell a bride and groom to go elope and not pay me, don't buy flowers or food, just go get married and tell that sweet bride and groom because that was hell trying to get them the wedding day. So the, the day of the wedding, the reception, we had to count off, I think it was 50 no. yards away. No. So we have the bride, oh yeah, the bride's mom with her husband and the bride's dad and his wife and parents on either side of this huge yard. In fact, they were across the pool, the swimming pool from each other. And we had to logistically make sure that the bride's dad came in from the backyard so that they couldn't cross, they wouldn't cross paths or get close. And is there like a marshal or like a sheriff on hand where if anybody crosses not, over, somebody gets arrested? Not for the, not for the, the, the wedding itself. But like I said, there was for any of the wedding planning when they had to be in the same room. So they promised to have, be on the be their best behavior and they were pretty good, but, Man, you could just cut the tension with a knife at that wedding. That was bad news. Anyway. And they come to you and they're like, help us plan. Your job is to make this happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was literally part of mine and my team's job to make sure that the bride's mom went to the buffet table. And then once she was seated, then the dad went to the buffet table. It was fucking ridiculous, actually. (laughs) Wow. Now you said you're out of the game. I am. Nothing? I'm curious what you do now, and I'm hoping you're like, oh, I'm a professional MMA fighter. With your you, because you have such. You know a what chill I do attitude. now, Chris? What do you do now? I um. Bare knuckle I boxer. spent years in in that industry and loved it. Um, I was a florist, designer, stylist for all those beautiful weddings, and then, um, I now develop recipes. And um, it's such a fantastic career for me. I've slowed down a little bit. And it's just, I, I couldn't be happier with what I do for work now. I, love, I loved my career in the wedding industry. It has a, a life of its own. Um, and there's a, good, there's a reason wedding planners get paid a lot, because they deal with all kinds of stuff, even if there's not a murder. Before we close out the but wedding I, I discussion, because I want to hear about yeah. the recipes. Yeah. If you had some big, yeah. like, because now that you're out of the game, you don't need to keep these things proprietary. Are there, you know, one, no. one, two, three things that you go, and here's, here's the two or three things that if you do these, it's just going to make everything easier and better. Are there any basic tips you have? For your, for your wedding catering? For wedding, your wedding in general, yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. You know... I would say plan with uh, personality in mind because there's so many cookie cutters, wet cookie cutter weddings out there. And if you, if you plan with, you know, your 
your courtship or your individual personalities or like your joint adventures and you infuse that in your wedding, it will be, I mean, it's a part of you as a couple, but why why not extend that to your guests? It will be so much more meaningful and it, you know, whatever it is, I've had brides come in on horses and I've had, um, I've had, you know, skiers or snowboarders that met at a ski resort and and so they their whole theme was was snow and you know as cheesy as those things might be those are like let's celebrate individuality and and the things that we love in people and why not be why not bring it to a wedding day even if it's minor even if it's the only thing you know if, if you know and not all your guests but I would say that. And I would also say, don't go into debt for your wedding. Save, yeah. save money, but do something that you can walk away from and just be very glad you did it. And it doesn't cause you pain later. You'll be and glad to hear there the was a very low level spread out groan in South Brooklyn. You said, don't go into debt over a, a <laughs> wedding. And I just heard all of South Brooklyn just went, <laughs> thousands yeah, of voices it's, cried it's out mm-hmm. yeah and it's i think it's a tough thing not everyone has support from family to do so but um i don't know those are my two things uh i think uh, i don't know i my i've mellowed over the years like i i've also said you know photography is really important videography because those are the things that that are that stay they have staying power and you're going to show your posterity uh pictures and things like that um but but really you just want good feelings there you want you want people to just uh really be glad that they were at at your wedding and to experience that that's what i i love that's all it's not very much it's not not meaty advice advice. but it's it's great meaningful so you design recipes now you just, so are you a chef? Because I would think that's the, the domain of a yeah. chef. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the wedding industry, uh, and I went from wedding planning, freelance, to owning my own venue, which brought in like catering services. And so, you know, I got trained by a really great, you know, chef. And I, I, I focused on catering, like uh, wedding catering and event catering. But really at the core, I, you know, I've always been a foodie and like been an excellent like home cook. And so this just elevated some of my, um, my skills and, uh, you know, working, having a catering company for, for 10 of those years. And that was really half my revenue. We made, you know, we made some great food for weddings. Uh, and that just kind of translated into like doing my own blogs and my own, like working on my own cookbook. Um, and then it just kind of fell to where I'm, I'm working in like e- events in corporate events and then shifting gears and, and moving to marketing and then really doing what I want to do. And that is to develop recipes and write about food. That's cool. You sound like somebody who's gone out yeah. and gotten it for yourself. You sound like somebody who develops you know, a plan and I, execute the plan. No, no, I, I don't know that that's me. The only thing I would say is me is I've just always been willing to do things before I've been perfect at them. And, uh, you know, you can say I wing it. 
you can say I fake it till I make it. I don't know if those are accurate, but really it's just I've been willing to to learn as I actually am in the industry. Are you married yourself? And you know, yourself? that's how we become experienced. Sorry am to, I what? Sorry to interrupt you. I just realized I never asked, are you married? I am married. Heck how, yeah. Did you hire a wedding planner I, for your I wedding? I believe in marriage. I did not. <laughs> this is funny. So I was married, I, I got married in, you know, 80s. And then I was divorced for seven years. And then I got remarried two years ago. I did not use a wedding planner. I used a wedding coordinator, which the difference is a planner would help you budget and design and plan vendors, et cetera. A coordinator on on the day would help you with timing and, and like logistics of music, et cetera. So I used a coordinator, but heck, Chris, I've had my favorite vendors in my pocket for a decade. So I, as soon as I knew I was getting married, it took me three or four calls and my wedding was planned. Do you know you have like a very sweet tone and cadence, but every once in a while you say things like, I'll tell you I'm married and you'll be like, oh yeah, I know who you're married to. And it's chilling. And right there you said, I've had my favorite vendors in my pocket for a decade. And you sound like a mafia boss no. when you say stuff like that. You no, have like I a very think, sweet I, Midwestern vibe, no, but then you I, also can say stuff that sounds scary too. No. What it, what it is, is I have the most amazing friends, support group, husband who is dreamy as can be, kids, grandkids, all of those just, you know. And if anyone crushes it, it me, I, a, crosses me, I crush them like a bug. And if yeah, you cross me, I you'll die in done. the gutter where you belong. <laughs> no, never. Um, but yeah. That made it sound more real. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're the best. That's what you say to all the people who accuse you of being scary. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's authentic. It's real. I uh, I don't sugarcoat things anymore. I think I did in my past, and I was a fairly good wedding planner to kind of smooth things over. I don't know. I'd probably be worse at it now. I'd probably be more outspoken and, and a little less uh, placating. That's fair. So it's good I did that when I was younger. Yeah. I think we get, I think we get smarter, wiser. Um, there's some people offering up their own I advice. Um, Sarah says, advice for brides. Don't marry the guy if you think you might possibly be gay. You probably are. Maybe that's just me, though. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Sounds like, Sarah, My you've God. got a future phone call on this show, whatever you want one. <laughs> Um, that is funny. Yeah. Well, um, I, I do have, I have something else I want to talk to you, Chris, if, if you're up for it. Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, you know, I was talking about just, I was talking about friends that just like support and, uh, just do such a good job of like being your best cheerleaders. And I mean, it's family and friends and all of that, but, um, I, Years ago, I met someone at work, and uh, this person has just is such a good, a good friend right from the get go. We were mostly professional friends, but you know how work friends are—you kind of just you miss them when you're you're not with them. And then you know she went on to do some other great things, and and then I really missed her. And so we've just become really good friends. But 
this friend, um, she did an experiment a couple years ago and I think about it a lot and I've actually shared it with, you know, my children and other friends. And that is she took a year to try to fail at things. Okay. So she just was boldly doing things with the intent to fail. Are you telling me that you got here via my nemesis? Damn straight, Chris. Are you really revealing this with 15 minutes left? Is the nemesis in the room right now? Because I know she's in town for the weekend. Where is she? Why do you keep playing with my head like this? You know, you know, Parade Girl? Are we at the right place? Oh my goodness, I feel manipulated yet again. So for anybody who hasn't been listening to the show recently, and this is real caller, so there's a, she called and talked about how she likes to fail, and she keeps figuring out how to get her friends on the show too. And caller, are you right now telling me that you are yet another in the lineage on the Parade Girl family tree? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think you could say per, proverbial tree, but what I'm saying is the biggest lesson here is that our influence <laughs> is so much more beyond what we think we, we are doing. We, we, You're going to have to give me I'm a second. Here. You're going to have to give me a second to process this. Because I'm not lying. Okay. Every time this happens, it throws me for a loop. Every single time. I feel like when Bart Simpson used to prank the bar and the bar owner could never figure it out, when he'd be like, hey, is Al there? Al who? Alcoholic. Alcoholic here. Like, I feel like that. Every time I find out that it's a parade girl plant that's been inserted into the show, it always sends me for a <laughs> Parade loop. girl. Parade girl. The thing is, is, I mean, yes, parade girl is like one one-hundredth of who she is. But do you know who this person is? No. Like, she is... You, you, should, you should explore in depth who this person is, even more than you are. Because that's call her nemesis. That's again. That's the next thing you said. So you should know more about this person. Explore her. You should. Uh, no, she, she's, uh, you know, we're, we are many years apart, but she's one of my best friends. She's in the audience right there. You know that. I know she is. Should I bring her up on stage? You want to talk well, to her? You should absolutely bring her up. I want to Do talk you to her. I miss her. My nemesis. I'm finally meeting my nemesis face to face. I thought this was happening tomorrow. <laughs> Hello to my nemesis. My nemesis is here. Hello? Okay, because there's so much... So, so my wedding planner friend, you've now arranged it where my nemesis is on stage with me. We're waiting on a mic. I'm clearly yeah. killing time as this happens. Um, this is the last one. This is the last one. So you've been building this up until this moment, and this, and it all built to this. I just don't want to keep freaking you out. <laughs> At some point, it gets weird, right? Well, you know when it got weirdest for me. Do we want to reveal it to the crowd? Was it when I weirdly said I love you? <laughs> no, that I can handle. It was when you emailed me. And I was like, how did you get my email address? And you were like, don't worry, dude, it's all good. I mean, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's an obvious, like, it's an obvious email address. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty hard to guess, personally. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? Yes, every, I, well, you, don't be outing people and saying their names. 
You said it. That I one s- episode, you said it, and you didn't bleep it every time. Oh, really? Yes. So you're mad at me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it, it, one of the times, it was not bleeped, so people have probably heard my name before. Oh, no. But it's okay. It's my okay. bad. It's okay. Well, I guess I'm sorry I said your name once, and we missed the bleep, and then on my end, I guess I'll just say that I've been feeling like there's been some real emotional manipulation here that's been throwing me for a loop since last August, so we'll just call it even. Emotional manipulation. No, I'm kidding. I've loved it. So, yes, caller, what do I need to know about this person standing on stage with me right now who I have referred to many times as my nemesis? No, she's I call it a gift. Right? It's a gift. It was a gift because every... This is a gift. Here's all the episodes. They find us? Okay. Oh, my goodness. You have your own merch? These are all your calls. Hold on. I'm not going to reach... Succeeding at failing, that's you. Could you beat a raccoon in a fight? That's you. Gay zombies, I had a feeling. That's who you got my email address from, right? Library boy! (laughs) Saving feet and saving lives. And this one? (laughs) How did you call it? I wasn't. No, we screamed this call. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Okay. How did you do it? How do you do this? You have a t-shirt that called your shot that this would be happening. This doesn't make any fucking sense. To to be fair, I made two shirts in case somebody didn't get on this one. It's just called being prepared. Okay, here's the thing, though. You said that there would be a new number emailed out, and so we're walking here, and I was like, well, I guess, like, it's for charity, so I shouldn't try and, like, hijack a thing for charity. But there... Okay, so here's, here's the story. How much time do we have? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, so I called in... At the Edinburgh French Festival, you were doing four days in a row. So I set an alarm for every day because I was like, I'm going to try to call into this podcast because I don't know. I'd started listening to it and I was like, Uh when I want to do things, I set alarms because I forget otherwise. And so um, (laughs) so then the next day I was talking to my friend who is raccoons, I can't say fighting raccoons. And I was like, oh, you know what? I bet it's going to be, the tweet is going to go out again soon because it's about that time. And so she got on and I was there. And during that episode, you said, so what? You're just going to get all your friends on? (laughs) And you took it as a goddamn challenge. Yeah. So in my mind, that's your villain origin story. And in your mind, that's your hero origin story. Call, call me what you will. Call me whatever you will. That's for the beautiful anonymous audience. I cannot decide. believe you're wearing a shirt that says, <laughs> and this one. Yeah, that's, that's a little egotistical of me. But um, So then the next call, the next call was gay zombies. And, well, no, so you said that as soon as you said what you're going to get all your friends on, I started texting a bunch of people because there was one more day of the French festival. So I was like immediately texting everybody, what are you doing? tomorrow and it was like a Sunday morning our time so nobody was doing anything so I had seven people in my living room trying to call in so you gather that's how you do it you gather you make parties out of it that's what you would think let's dominate this nerd that's what you would think so that happened that was one of the times but other times and then the community came together and helped fund the kickstarter so I'm glad that one happened yes and again that we did not like we're not trying to do any of that because Jace or mm, zombies. Oh, we all know his name. He oh yeah, Jace. Uh, Jace. Everybody. He has a Kickstarter. 
Um, so Jace starts telling this like really beautiful story and I'm texting him like, oh my gosh, do not mention this dumb joke thing that I'm doing while, cause he was like burying his soul about his like beautiful feelings. And I'm like, do not mention me. This is going to like ruin the whole episode because I was rule of threes. I was going to do it three times as a good joke, but then Jace's episode was too good. So I was like, uh, and then at that point, you're like, well, I've done it three times. And also, Jace's... Might as well do it. One, two, seven. three, four, five, six, seven. Seven total. And also, Jace's episode, somebody else was supposed to be on, and the call dropped, and they call, they like came back to Jace. And that's when I was like, oh, the universe is on my side. Because it wasn't supposed to be him. It wasn't supposed... Like, none of... At that time, I had the most people... Nobody got through the first time. And then they, the, I think it was Andrea came back and was like, uh, the other call dropped, can you get on real fast to Jace? So like, that's when I was like, oh, this is higher than me. And now this tonight, like, <laughs> when you're like, sitting here in the bell house in Brooklyn tonight, having traveled from a different state and they patch it through and you hear this voice, are you just sitting there the whole time like, I got to go to the bathroom and change my fucking shirt right now? No, I put the shirt on before. <sighs> I just had it. I had it zipped up. <laughs> you, and you're case. also wearing a real cool jacket. Everything about this, I'm just having. You're winning. You're winning big. And I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this war, but you have won it. I bow down. I mean, you did. You said, "What are you gonna get all your friends on?" Why did that offend you? Is there round of applause? If that would not offend you at all, I wasn't offended. Why did you go on a vendetta at that a, point? He's never been a vendetta. I wasn't offended. It was a challenge, and I don't have a lot in my life. Okay, I don't have a lot going on. I was like, if this if this comedian guy like is gonna issue a challenge, then yeah, like I got like I said, everybody needs a hobby. So. Oh well, I have. A, hold on, you talk to the crowd. I have a surprise for you. I'll be right back. Since we're doing this, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Hi. Wait, am I hosting this podcast now? <laughs> is everything happening? <laughs> so I do have to say. So then, um, when Library Boy got on, her call also dropped. And I was like, we call back every time. At this point, I had like three people on Zoom. It got progressively less exciting. I had three people on Zoom. And I'm like, when the call drops, you call back. So that's, I guess that's my advice to people because she called back and something had happened. This is higher than me, Chris. I don't know what to tell you. Like, now, <laughs> I'll tell luck. you this. So the last, you and I spoke, our call was on Thursday, August 11th. Yes. And I know that because that's the last time I texted Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Because you asked me to text someone famous in my phone and you realized that if you can guess, right? That's what happened. I said, if you can guess who's in there. Well, I'd asked him, I had asked him to go bowling and you were like, I'm yeah. going to see if he got that So letter. at that point I asked him if he remembered the thing and he wrote back during the episode. It was a really lovely moment. And um, that was that. So I texted him yesterday. And yes. And I said, because oh, so I saw some footage of him. He was at the Knicks game, and before the game, I don't know if any of you guys saw it. He shot a, th he hit a three pointer. That he was out baller. there on the court. I've played basketball with him. That's how I between comedy, but also just playing basketball. So I texted him. I said, "Hey, sir, you looked good hitting that three at MSG. Wasn't surprised. Also, if you're in New York City and bored this weekend, I'm having a weekend long fan convention for my podcast." The girl I reached out to you about will be there if you want to blow her mind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Nope. Imagine. Imagine. Then I also said she's out here bragging because I saw your TikTok where you tagged me and you it's you with the clip of Sudeikis and yeah. you being like, oh, so I guess I did connect with Sudeikis. Again, you say bragging. I say promoting your I podcast. I said she's out here bragging. 
He said, ah, thanks, man. Regarding the jumper at MSG, I'm just glad it happened in front of my son and I didn't tweak my rotator cuff or some other old man bullshiz. Read this weekend, oof. I mean, I would if I could, but I'm in LA, AKA the city of angles, am I right? I'm sorry to miss out because we could have set up a wee bowling game and finally wrapped up this dangling star-crossed bowler storyline, perhaps in the future, unless bowling becomes illegal, that is. Thanks for the invite, though. I hope all is well in your neck of the woods. Woods meaning earth. What's he... what? Well, that's funny because I have a surprise for you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you got me a bowling shirt. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, I guess maybe... You knew I was going to try. Wow, my nemesis, our wedding planner friend. I want to throw it back. Wedding planner friend, I, I love that you waited until there were only a few minutes left to reveal it. Sorry it got sidetracked away from you, but that led to a mind-blowing moment that I'm still processing. Um, our wedding planner, thank hey. you so much. I'm so glad that you offered up so much advice and that you shared the story of that brutal yet somehow hilarious murder and I'm glad you made it through that and I'm glad I got to talk to you and thank you for blowing my mind and bringing your friend back up here and thank you so much and a parade girl as you've come to be known I'm glad to see that we finally mended our long-standing simmering months-long feud and I'm so happy you're here me too thanks thanks everybody we'll be back in just a few minutes we have to clear the room for the comedy show Thank you to our caller. Thank you to Parade Girl. Thank you to Jared and Anita. Thanks to everybody for coming. If this is your only time stopping by this weekend, thanks for supporting the show. I really, truly mean it. If you're coming back in a few minutes, can't wait. Still tickets available. It's going to be a fantastic show. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great night. Caller, thank you so much for sharing your story, letting us know what that wedding planner life is like. Thanks to... Anita Flores for producing the show. Thanks to Jared O'Connell for engineering the show. Thanks to the Bell House for having us. Thanks to everybody who showed up at Beautiful Cononymous. Thank you to Shell Shag for our theme song. That was very cool, huh? And hey, if you want to know more about me, including my live tour dates, chrisgeth.com. If you want merch, podswag.com. Wherever you're listening, there's a button that says subscribe, favorite, follow, something like that. It helps us so much when you do. Hit that button, please. And hey, tell friends we're out here and if you want your episodes without any ads go check out stitcher premium use the promo code stories for a one month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium Cast me.